Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Saturday, May 28th, 2022, and this episode covers today's best Major League Baseball bets. I'll briefly touch on the remaining games at the end of the show in extra innings. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter and pitcher projections, and I analyze weather data in order to make one pick and one pick only on every game played Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving you the information as to what I like the most and where my head is for each matchup. As I go through the plays, remember there are no locks in gambling, so we'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad runs will occur, so as much as I like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, last night, down two units, still up a little over four for the week. Um, the only thing I want to say about last night is when you're ahead eight to two in the seventh, you should win. I don't think that's rocket science. Uh, we got some good luck in some other games, which was nice, but man, that was just, I don't know. That's something <laughs> you don't see that very often. Um, not only did they not win, it, it wasn't even close. <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's sports. That's gambling for you. Uh, hopefully we will finish today off strong, uh, no show tomorrow, uh, but I will run the model and I'll post, uh, some plays on the Google sheet. Again, that link is in the show's description and at the website. Um, I'll also tweet that out and just a reminder for if you're new in the last few weeks, I haven't mentioned it or just a reminder for the rest of y'all. Um, as we're getting closer, uh, Mrs. Professor is expecting our second child um, in about three and a half weeks now. And so uh, her and I have, of course, been talking about being prepped for that. And so just as a reminder, whenever that comes, I'll still run the model and still run plays um, and tweet about that. But there will be no live shows from the hospital for a few days. Uh, so I'll tweet about that so we can follow the Twitter handle. Um Whenever, randomly, if you just don't see a show for a few days, you'll know that's what's going on if you don't have a Twitter. And again, you don't have to have a Twitter to just click that link and, and see what I've got in case some of you don't have an account over there. Uh, before we get to today's slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And the only way, assuming you turn notifications on to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides, Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment from YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. And again, I encourage all of you to have multiple sports books in your portfolio, especially ones with the MLB dime lines. You can find an edge on any game with those dime lines because there's so many times where one place will have, you know, plus 102 for one side and plus 101 for the other. Or you'll look at, you know, minus 150 on one side and plus 152 on the other. So you got an edge for sure in those situations. So if you have a few of those, that can be really helpful. I have a couple that I recommend. The links are in the show's description and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbooks. 17 games today on this lovely Saturday. A couple double hitters. We're going to touch briefly on at least all of them for at least a few minutes on all of them. We're going to start off here. 210 Eastern first pitch Royals at the Twins. Brady Singer versus Chris Archer. Singer's a pitcher who, uh, so far in his 19 innings of work this season, has performed fantastic. His underlying metrics 
are not too far behind his actual results. So that gives, you know, a little hope that he can continue to pitch at least near the level he's done so far. He projects to be, a, you know, a little bit worse than that. We don't think he'll be a sub two ERA all season, of course. Even his advanced metrics are still upper twos. We don't think he'll be that good. But still an above average pitcher uh, versus Chris Archer, who at this point in his career, so far the results have been solid, but his advanced metrics are very bad. So uh, there's a couple other ones I want to mention this with later in the day. But just as a reminder, right, if you're looking at current season performance, especially ERA, Sometimes it's spot on and sometimes it's a mirage. And I'll try to highlight those situations for those of you who look at things like that. Chris Archer's is a mirage. His underlying metrics are very bad. He projects to be a little better than these those metrics would suggest, but still a below average pitcher. So the Royals have an edge in the starting pitcher department today. Model thinks Twins should only be a minus 144 favorite. And so depending on what number you're eyeing, you might have an edge on the Royals. I don't think it's a crazy play at plus odds. It's not a game that I think the Royals win, you know, half the time. I have them projected to 41% of the time. But depending on the odds you get, it may be a profitable long-term play. Um, in general, I always recommend, you know, sprinkling some underdogs in your portfolio. It doesn't have to be every day. But throughout the week, if you're just taking favorites, it's probably not great. And the Royals would be an underdog I would consider today with the starting pitcher edge that the Royals have. You may not know it just looking at the names, but Nick Singer's a much better pitcher than Chris Archer is at this point. Weatherwise, we're going to start off in the upper 70s, going to warm up throughout the game into the mid 80s. Winds fairly strong, double digits the entire game, but blowing across. So the wind's not going to really affect things for the hitters. Uh, but a, a mildly warm day. Total is nine. I'm going to go under that total of nine. It's minus 120 right now. I like that nine for that push protection. So if you have multiple books and you're staring at an eight and a half with plus odds or a nine at something like this with minus 120, I'd rather have the nine at minus 120, especially, you know, we may end up with a 4-4 game late and then you've got a chance to push at least. It's a B pick for me. I can't get there to an A grade with the warmer weather and I can't get there to an A grade. Um, with the fact that the Twins offense still projects to be pretty good. It scored tons of runs last night. Both teams did. But you have a Twins offense that still projects to be pretty good and a Chris Archer that I just think is coming back to earth eventually. May not be today. Um, may not be today because the Royals offense isn't good in general. Um, so I think under's the right play. But, you know, after last night with all those runs, um, one more day, it's just it's not one that I love. Okay, so I still think that under's right. You know, you can't just look at what happened yesterday and, and have that inform your picks. Obviously, you probably know that. Uh, so it's not that it's an overreaction. That it's just a situation where I think the Twins' offense is good. They just haven't been performing. If they kind of get it rolling, if last night was them busting loose, a little concern there. Again, little concern with um, you know Archer not being the best pitcher in the world. Just just a little bit of uncertainty there. Uh, one I like, not one I love. Under nine. B pick for me in Minnesota. 215 Eastern first pitch Brewers at the Cardinals. Adrian Hauser versus Matthew Liberatore. Um, Hauser's a pitcher I've talked about a few times before. A little bit of smoke and mirrors. Stand by that. I do project him slightly better than league average. So I want to make sure um, that I correctly indicate. It's not that I think Hauser's a bad pitcher. I just don't think his sub three ERA is going to last all season. His advanced metrics are a little bit worse and I project him to be even worse than that. Still above average, still solid. I just don't think he's quite this good. And of course the numbers will update and I could be proven wrong. It wouldn't be the first time I've been wrong about something or the first time that the model has been wrong about something because players improve 
all the time, right? So it's just at this point, though, I don't think he's quite as good as that ERA indicates. But I still think he's a better pitcher than Liberatory is, who projects to be below league average, um, only pitched once this season, but in general using previous year's data, just not a pitcher that I think is that good. Weather-wise, we're going to be in the mid to upper 70s, touching 80 degrees by the end of the game. Slight breeze out to left field, starting the game around five miles an hour. It'll pick up as the day moves along, but it'll also shift maybe to be a little bit more across. So kind of out, kind of across. Um, could potentially help the bats, so something to keep an eye on there. Total's eight and a half. I'm not touching the total. Um, I don't fully trust either pitcher, uh, you know, when potentially out. Not a situation that I, I feel good about over or under personally on this one. Instead, I'm going to go to a side here. I'm going to take the Brewers minus 103, and it's an A pick for me. Uh, minus 103 implies uh, that the Cardinals win this game more times than not, though barely. The model completely disagrees with that. The model thinks the Brewers win 53% of the time. So it's a solid edge. I talked about this yesterday. You know, we, our brains tend to think, you know, oh, 2%, 3% or whatever is not a huge difference. But with projecting these things out again, we're all using some form of the same data. And of course, it's slightly different. That's where we get some differences of opinion. Um, but you very rarely see edges above 5%. So, a, you know, a 2 or 3% edge difference is pretty solid. I think that indicates here we've got some great value in the long term on the Brewers. Um, that's, of course, why we can kind of use this strategy because we have so many games, right? If we have a 2 or 3% edge um, enough times over, you know, a 2,000 game sample, that could be profitable for us. So I think the Brewers are a pretty solid play here. A pick for me, I do think they have the better starting pitching. They definitely have the better bullpen and their offense isn't that far behind the Cardinals. They didn't get it done last night uh, with Woodruff, but I think they can get it done tonight facing a much weaker pitcher or this afternoon facing a much weaker pitcher for the Cardinals. 14 Eastern first pitch Marlins at the Braves. Braves got us to the window last night. A little scary there after that. Um, after they, you know, I don't, I don't want to go off the rails here with a ramp, but we know that pitch starting pitchers struggle their third time through the lineup and only the best, only the only good, really good pitchers can, can succeed and excel in that third time to the lineup, and only the greats can get through a fourth time. Um, Ian Anderson, young, potential for sure, but not good enough to make it to the third time of the lineup last night, and it cost, it almost cost the Braves last night. He's given four runs that didn't even make it through the full third time. Uh, thankfully, the Braves came back and won for us. This afternoon, a little bit different of a story, throwing Tucker Davidson against uh, a pitcher in Sandy Al Alcantara, who's been fantastic this year, doesn't project to be quite as good as that. I mean, shocking that I don't project him to hold on to his 211 ERA for this season, but still obviously a very good pitcher. In a warm day in Atlanta, it'll be around 80 degrees at first pitch and around 80 degrees at last pitch. Slight breeze blowing out to left center, but only at about five miles an hour. So not too much help there. And again, a, a warmer day for the fans, but not one that's going to really make the ball fly as we're still around 80. We're not in the upper 80, lower 90 where the ball starts flying and you get to the upper 90s where it really takes off. We'll see that in Atlanta later on in the year, just not today. Model says Braves minus 120. This morning, I saw some Braves 
you know, you know, minus 105 type numbers. There was definitely some value there. That's gone. Other people realize the same thing that the model says that Alcantara is obviously very good, but the Braves should still be a slight favorite in this game. And now the numbers moved out fairly appropriately. I still think there might be a slight edge on the Braves, but it's personally one I don't want to take. I always talk about when the model makes a projection, you don't have to say anything better than that and I'll play it. And you can, but you can say that there's a buffer that maybe differs by team, maybe differs by how confident we are in some of these pitchers. I mentioned yesterday with these younger pitchers, there were a lot yesterday, a handful today that I'll, I'll mention one later specifically, who have a little bit wider error bars and just some more uncertainty. And so on a, on a situation like that, maybe I'll say I need to beat the model by a certain amount before I feel comfortable playing with playing it. So just because you see a price better than Braves minus 120, the model would say there's an edge. Maybe I want a little bit better of a price than that just because I don't love fading Alcantara, especially with how good he's looked this season. Maybe it's I need a price better than minus 115. Of course, you have to make that decision. You got some options there. I, I don't think at the prices I'm seeing um, that I would back the Marlins. I would need much bigger odds than that. For me, I'm just staying away from it completely. I'm going to go under eight. B pick for me both teams have good bullpens didn't quite show it last night um, but I still trust both these bullpens I don't think the Braves are going to let Davidson try to go that third time through the lineup I may not let him try to go the second time through the lineup right and then we'll get to the bullpen quickly I assume Davidson's going you know four-ish innings and so I think that plays well for the Braves. If then they turn to, you know, McHugh, Strider, one of those guys who can go longer than an inning, maybe both those guys pitch today, both of them project very well. I think this is going to be a lower scoring game. I think under is the right side here. I can't quite get to an A grade just because the combination of slight breeze out and 80 degree temps and how good the Braves offense can be, and the fact that Davidson may not start us off on the right foot. There's just, it's not that any one of those things I'm that worried about. It's just that you, it's, it's a, it's a death by four paper cuts. It's like a little bit of concern about all of those things. I can't quite get to an A pick. I like the under, I think it's the right play. I just don't want to be invested that third unit into a situation where it's not that I, again, it's not that I think any one of those four things is the problem. It's that when you have a lot of things that can go wrong, the probability is compound. And so I like under eight. I don't love it for the reasons given. I do like minus 105. B pick for me there in Atlanta, hoping for a low scoring game, which we've gotten a lot of with a concert on the mound. So hoping we can get that again this afternoon. 14 Eastern first pitch Yankees at the Rays. Garrett Cole versus Corey Kluber. If you see over on the sheet there, the projection on Cole, fantastic. That's rebounded really well. I've mentioned this a few times. Lately, he's back to his old ways after he's now, again, figured out how to uh, hold on to the ball without the use of all the sticky stuff. Um, he's been fantastic for the most part in these last uh, you know, five or six starts or so. Versus Corey Kluber, a pitcher who hasn't done well. Um, his advanced metrics are actually a little bit better than what he's how he's performed, but his projection is actually closer to his results. Um, than the advanced metrics, someone who projects right around league average or a little bit worse versus obviously, again, a really good pitcher in Cole. The model thinks Yankees minus 140. I'm going to play Yankees minus 138. 
uh, let's see, Thursday in the first game of this series, I took first five. And it was scoreless there. It was backing Cortez specifically. Cousin Jerry was on. He took full game. Yankees started scoring a bunch of runs in the sixth and won fairly handily. Last night I had the Yankees with an A pick. Um, they won that one. I I don't think – I don't trust this Rays offense against a pitcher like Cole. I don't really trust Kluber. And I mentioned this yesterday, the Rays bullpen, just not quite the same caliber it's been in, in years past. I think the Yankees can score a few runs, and I trust Cole. I think this number's a little short at minus 138. So it's a B-grade pick for me. This is one where I'm comfortable playing anything better than minus 140. And I'd probably play even up to minus maybe 145. I think I think the model might even be a little bit short of the Yankees. They're a really good team. I just As Cousin Jerry pointed out a couple days ago, the model tends to like the Rays. So I really think maybe anything, like I said, better than minus 145 is still a solid investment. If it gets out to a minus 150, it's just a tougher ask there because you're laying just too much juice there to have value. But at minus 138, it's a B-grade pick. I think the Yankees are the right side. They, they have advantages everywhere, even in the bullpen, uh, despite how up and down the Yankees' bullpen has been. It was fantastic. Yesterday, they project better than the Rays. Obviously, a huge edge with Cole. Obviously, an edge in the offense because that Yankees offense is really only second, I believe, to the Dodgers at this point. Lots to like on the Yankees. Minus 138 is a B pick for me this afternoon. 605 Eastern first pitch Rockies at the Nationals. This is game two. Talk about game one in extra innings. Chad Kuehl versus Yoan Adone. Adone's a pitcher. Y'all know we've been fading a lot, very profitably. Um, awful results. Not quite as awful underlying metrics, but just not a good pitcher. One that should be back in AAA, but it just kind of shows where the Nationals are this year. Maybe he'll figure it out. Obviously, I hope for success for everybody because as someone who's played sports, it's never fun when you when you struggle. But he's just not been doing it this year versus Chad Kuehl, who projects actually around the same number as a dome, but one who's had much better results, one whose underlying metrics are better, and one that I trust a lot more than I do a dome. By the time we get to the second game, we will be in the upper 70s to start, low 70s to close. Winds blowing mostly out or across, depending on the time of day, depending on exactly how things play, play out there. Not strong winds, though, so one I'm not overly worried about. It'll be a fairly neutral environment with regards to the weather. Model thinks the Rockies should be a slight favorite. When they, Model thinks they win 51% of the time, so I'll take the Rockies plus 105, and it's an A pick for me. I just want to fade it on as much as possible. It's not going to win every single time. Um, it might have so far, actually, but it's not going to continue if it is. Uh, but it's just one of those things where – he is just a pitcher that has been so profitable to fade. I'm going to keep doing it until proven otherwise. And the model also agrees. Thinks the Rockies should be slight favorites. I know I don't love the Rockies bats on the road, but in this case, I think Adonis is definitely a type of pitcher who, um, you know, too many pitches thrown, too many balls, too many walks. And, that's going to lead to a situation where it goes to the bullpen quickly, probably after a few runs. It just sets up where if the Rockies are going to, and the Rockies are going to win some road games, and this is the one they've got to win, especially with a pitcher like Kuehl, who has looked pretty solid this year. 
I really like the Rockies here, plus 105, a pick for me there in game two. 715 Eastern first pitch, Dodgers at the Diamondbacks, Tony Gonsolin versus Merrill Kelly. Gonsolin's had fantastic numbers this year so far. Solid underlying metrics. Uh, projects to be just slightly better than league average, though. So the model's not buying into completely what he's done just yet. I think the truth probably is somewhere in between the projection and the underlying metrics. Versus Merrill Kelly, who's a very similar story. is a little bit higher. He had that one start that was not good. But the advanced metrics for both of these pitchers are both very good and both project around league average. But I, I think the I think the truth is probably they're a little bit better than the model thinks. But since that's the same case for both of them, it, it kind of washes out, right? I think I, I like Gonson a little bit more than the model does. I like Kelly more than the model does, but it, it's kind of a wash because they're playing against each other. Model thinks Dodgers minus 154 got a relatively easy A grade winner last night with the Dodgers. But tonight I'm flipping and going to the Diamondbacks at plus 168. I just think there's a lot of value here. I don't think Merrill Kelly's going to win SI Young. I just have liked backing him because I think he's good. And I don't think people have figured that out yet. Maybe they will one day. But I think this is a pitcher that provides some value. I think he can keep the Diamondbacks in this game. I don't know if they win it, but I think he can keep it competitive. And a competitive game at plus 168 is all all you need. And they're going to win enough times to make this a great play in the long run. I did consider first five then we don't have to worry about the Diamondbacks bullpen, which has been fairly bad and project still below average. The reason I'm not going first five Diamondbacks is simply because you're giving up so much in the, in the odds and that the bookmakers know that the bookmakers know that the Diamondbacks have a much better chance early on because at least it's more of a wash and or slight Diamondbacks edge in the starting pitcher factor, whereas when it gets to the bullpens, that's not the case. So the books know that. The books know that in five innings, there's a little more anything can happen. So the odds tend to go towards 50-50. So for both those factors, I was seeing Diamondbacks only plus 145 on the money line in the first five. I just think you're giving up a lot. It doesn't mean it's it's a play I wouldn't make. It's really a coin toss. It's really a personal preference. I don't think it's a bad play if you want to just look that way and say, I know I'm giving up some odds, uh, but I have a higher chance of winning. I think that's fine. I just I'm going full game. As with so many things, the difference between a first five or at a, at a full game or a money line and a run line, it, it, it's almost a coin toss every time because so I mean, there's so much data out there to know how these things correlate. You're talking about just subtle differences and preference subtle differences and prices that are out there. It's very rare that I would say one's a great pick and one's not. Doesn't say it doesn't happen. It's just it's it's so rare. So if you want to go first five, I think it's fine. If you want to go first five run line, you'd probably be looking at about even money. And if the Diamondbacks are one one after five, you'd win. Also not a bad play. I like all of these. I don't love any of them because it's really hard to love fading the Dodgers with how good they are. So B pick for me on the Diamondbacks full game, but again first five also seems fine to me. 715 Eastern first pitch Cubs at the White Sox. Keegan Thompson versus. Johnny Cueto, who's looked fantastic in his two starts so far. I kind of expect more of the same from Cueto. Uh, facing a Cubs offense, that's not very good. Versus a Keegan Thompson, who's also had really good results. Underlying metrics, not as good as Cueto's have been, but projects to be closer to that. So Thompson's pitched great. Underlying metrics, very good. Projection, still good. 
Cueto projects worse. That's because, again, we're looking at a lot of historical data. Cueto's been mostly on the down. But his underlying metrics so far look great. I think he's got a good matchup against this Cubs team. I want to see more from Cueto before I really trust him against a good offense. This Cubs offense isn't good. So I think both pitchers have the chance for success. The key difference is the White Sox offense is so much better than the Cubs offense. In Chicago, it'll be a night in the upper 60s. Winds blowing in from right center or right field around 10 miles an hour. A situation where under eight and a half, not the craziest play. Like I said, I think both pitchers have a chance for success here. But given just how strong the White Sox offense is, I think I'd rather be on them. I'm taking them minus 137. I'm giving this an A grade. The model thinks minus 151. Model thinks the White Sox win this about 60% of the time. And if you've got a 60% winner at minus 137 in the long run, that's going to be extremely profitable. There's really not much more to say about it other than I'm trusting the model. I think the White Sox offense is better. Cubs bullpen projects better, but the back end of the White Sox bullpen is still solid. If the White Sox have a lead, that's who they're going to go to. Hopefully we can get another good start from Johnny Cueto. I think the White Sox win this enough times for this to be a really strong place. So White Sox minus 137 gets an A grade for me. 10.07 Eastern first pitch, Blue Jays at the Angels. You say Kikuchi versus Michael Lorenzen. You'll know that I'm not a huge Kikuchi fan. His numbers so far this year haven't been bad. But his underlying metrics and projection put him right around league average versus Michael Lorenzen, who's performed, again, also fairly well this year, but underlying metrics also put him right around league average. I think it's a, a wash starting pitcher-wise. I don't think there's really an edge one way or the other. Chilly night in Anaheim, low 60s, 5 to 10 mile an hour winds blowing out to left field. So it's a wash for me there on the total when I'm not touching. Both offenses can really get it going. Both pitchers being average. Chilly night's going to hold the ball in, but a slight breeze out. I don't think there's really edge to be had on a total here. Nothing screams me one way or the other. So a total of eight and a half, I'm leaving alone. And I'm going to take the Angels, minus 110, giving this a B grade. The model thinks minus 116. I'm a little hesitant with the Angels on a Saturday night. They could easily give um, Trout or Ward the night off, given there's a day game tomorrow. I have no idea what they're going to do with their lineup. It's always the big question with the Angels. I'm always talking about they are the one team that I'm actually really concerned about their lineup. Most other teams I'm not because most teams, one guy falls out and it's rounding error. It's it's 1% maybe, maybe two for a really good hitter. You know, Soto would, would be a little bit, but I mean, he plays all the time. Angels are just so top heavy. So I'm really concerned about that lineup. I don't love the Angels bullpen. It projects at league average, but. I just I haven't seen it yet. They've got some guys there that have some potential, but it's it's really struggled for the most part. Last night pitched well, but it's one I don't trust. So I looked first five, but kind of just went back to I'm giving up extra odds going first five, so I'll just take full game. And on top of that, my concern is that the full Angels lineup doesn't play. If they don't, then at least full game, I've got a good chance of one of those guys pinch hitting. So. Again, it's, as I mentioned, it's kind of a wash in general, but I think full game probably just a little bit better in most of the time because the odds you're not giving up. Um, that little extra juice that they add in on the first five lines. And again, my concern with the Angels, a little bit mitigated by getting those extra back into the four innings, given that if it's not a full lineup, we should see those guys then. And it wouldn't be the first time they've come off the bench and hit a pitch hit home run or double. So I'll take full game Angels minus 110. I think there's some value at this number. 
Only a B grade, though. 10 10 Eastern first pitch Astros at the Mariners. Jose Arquiti versus Logan Gilbert. Last night, uh, I hadn't even had a chance to pay attention to this game. I saw Mariners 2 0, then I saw Mariners 4 0 in the first, and I thought, well, I guess Verlander got scratched and we'll no action this one. Just a rough first inning for Verlander. It happens to every pitcher. Astros could come back and do anything. Tonight, throwing uh, Arquiti out there, who's results, underlying metrics, and projection all really close to each other, all right around league average, versus Logan Gilbert, who projects to be good, underlying metrics, very good. So far in his nine games, results, fantastic. Gilbert being a younger pitcher, one with a little bit higher of error bars, it's really a question with Gilbert, just how much do you believe he's there now versus the potential of it's going to be a little bit more up and down as he's younger. I think it's a reasonable question. The model just isn't quite buying in that he's going to be this, you know, sub three ERA pitcher yet. I'm not saying that's not right. It's just the model has pulling all the data, all the historical data of how pitchers track um, as they come up through their career. It again, projects him to be good, just not quite this good, but some pitchers again, figure it out quickly he might be there that's the question you have to ask yourself on this one if you think that Gilbert is what his results are this year at a sub three pitcher right now not just that the potential is there not that he might win a Cy Young one day but he's already a great pitcher then I think there's an edge on the Mariners here I'm seeing plus 108 and if you buy into Gilbert as this is what he is I think plus 108 makes a lot of sense I'd be on the Mariners Models just a little bit tempering those expectations. Models thinks that the Mariners have a starting pitcher edge tonight. I'd rather have Gilbert than Rikidi, definitely. But given the Astros' superior bullpen, the Astros' superior offense, thinks that the Astros should be a slight favorite and makes it where I'm staying away from the side. Instead, I'm going to go to a total, full game total, seven and a half. As I mentioned, whether it's full game or first five, it's kind of a wash for the most part. You're very rarely going to have a giant different in edge in one or the other because anytime that you really have a great handicap that one's better than the other, it's probably priced that way too. You're probably not the only person thinking that. So I'm going first five. My personal preference is just to go first five in these situations where I'm looking at first five under four and a full game under seven and a half. And my personal preference is to go full game under when it's seven and the first five is three and a half. It's just one of those things where it's my strategy. It's like when you're playing blackjack, you know, and you've got 16 on a 10 people have strategies. You kind of either you always hit or you always hold whatever you do is fine. Again, I don't think it's, it's kind of a coin toss decision. I'm going first five because it's under four rather than full game under seven and a half. If you wanted, you could split your bet. I think under is the way to go. It's a B grade for me. It's one I like. Sometimes the ball's kind of flown out there at Seattle, though, so it's not one that I'm going to be heavily invested in, even though I do think under is the right way to look. That takes us to extra innings. A lot more games to talk about here. We've got game one in Washington, the Rockies and the Nationals. That'll be a 12.05 Eastern first pitch. I talked about this matchup yesterday. That's why I'm not going to talk much about it today. Austin Gomber versus Aaron Sanchez. I'm making the same play I did yesterday. Nationals, it's a B pick. It's about the same odds. It's minus 110 today. I think yesterday was minus 111. The model yesterday, I think, said like minus 121. Now it says minus 119. 
that's just because when you rerun it, the recent play, it's dropping off a tiny bit, so it's rounding error. Same handicap, though, for the most part. I think the national should be about minus 120. And so around minus 110 offers good value. It's a B pick. Can't make it an A pick just because I don't fully trust Aaron Sanchez, uh, even though I think there's some value on him. But again, talked about it yesterday, so I don't want to spend any more time on it today. A 4-7 Eastern first pitch Rangers at the A's. Taylor Hearn versus Zach Logue. I think we talked about yesterday exactly why I thought under was the right pick, but I was just a little bit concerned with both those starting pitchers. And sure enough, that is um, exactly how it played out as there were plenty of runs. With regards to the side on this game, you had a situation uh, last night where I said there was an A's model edge, but I was just a little bit concerned about that. And sure enough, the Rangers won today. The model thinks the A should be a minus 104 favorite. Says maybe a little bit of a Rangers edge. I don't know. If you had to go with the slide, I'd probably take the Rangers again. I just don't trust the A's right now. But it's not one that I really like. It's going to be a chilly afternoon in Oakland, mid-60s. About a 10-mile-an-hour wind out. Um, with that wind blowing so strong out and two pitchers that I don't really trust, I'm actually going over in that one, over eight. Uh, only a lean, though. Not one I like, but I think these pitchers are actually worse than the two guys going yesterday. And with that said, there were plenty of runs scored yesterday. I don't really trust either bullpen right now. Um, I don't trust either team right now, so that's why it's only a lean. I don't think there's a lot to be had in this game. I think it's priced pretty accurately. But I'll take a chance on the over eight, just a lean, though. Uh, huge pitcher's park and a chilly day is not one that I want to be over-invested in and over on. Uh, 14 Eastern first pitch, Guardians at the Tigers, a rematch we had yesterday. Don't want to talk much about it because I mentioned this one yesterday. I'm taking the same pick, full game under seven as a lean. It's minus 105. Um, Weather-wise, we're going to be in the mid to low 70s and a um, the slightest of slightest breezes blowing in from right center, probably under five miles an hour, though. So a very neutral weather day in a fairly neutral, maybe slightly pitcher's park. Um, I'll, I'll make the same play I did yesterday, under seven, but one I don't feel strongly about because I've really struggled with the guardians this year. I've really struggled with Bieber. So one I'm, I personally can't be that invested in Seven fifteen Eastern first pitch Phillies at the Mets, a wild one last night in New York. Weather-wise we're going to be around 70 degrees in this one for Zach Eflin versus Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker's pitched really well this year. His underlying metrics think he's closer to league average. Versus Zach Leflin, who's had a solid season. Underlying metrics even better than his results and projects to be better than average. Model says Mets minus 125, so I've got a C pick on the Mets minus 122. I don't feel like I have a great feel for either one of these teams. They kind of both zig and zag on me, so it's just one that I personally can't be that invested in. I think Eflin's the better pitcher than Walker, but the Mets have an edge in the offense. They're home. Again, one, I think it's priced pretty right. One, I just don't feel strongly about. So I'll take Mets minus 122 with a lean C pick because the model thinks there's a slight edge, but one I'm not going to be too invested in. 10 10 Eastern first pitch Pirates at the Padres, JT Brubaker versus Joe Musgrove. A similar story to last night a pitcher in Musgrove, like Manaya, who I really like, versus a pitcher for the Pirates and JT Brubaker, who's at least better than average. But when I like less than Quintana, Quintana looked fantastic last night. Talked about him. Did you really believe in him or not? And the answer is you should. The Pirates 
bullpen blows it for them. So we get the winner with the Padres and the under seven I mentioned pushed. I mentioned one of the comments I mentioned that first five under would actually have also been a solid play if you were worried about the Pirates bullpen and that one as well. Similar story tonight. Model thinks the Padres win easily, but the price is just awful. So I'll take the Padres at minus 227, but only a lean. I hate this price. One I can't be too invested in. I, I I think, again, as I mentioned earlier, you should be taking some dogs, but the Pirates just aren't a dog I want to get behind in this situation. I mean, they're really outmatched starting pitcher-wise. They're really outmatched in the bullpen. They're really outmatched offensively and on the road. If this was like Pirates plus 250, I'd say it's worth a flyer. But at Pirates plus 205, I just can't get there. Model thinks that there's a better play on the Padres. It's one I don't love, though. And like I said, I hate this price, minus 227. So I'll take it as a C pick. I don't want to go full game under seven for the same reason we saw yesterday. But if Brubaker gives up a couple more runs in Quintana, one more run in Quintana, and the bullpen is the same thing, the situation where the under's in jeopardy. I don't like much in this game, so I don't want to be too invested in it. Giants at the Reds, 410 Eastern first pitch. Alex Wood versus Vladimir Gutierrez. No line on this one right now. Model thinks Giants minus 160. My hunch is there's going to be a Reds edge. There was a Reds edge yesterday, and the Reds won as big dogs. So something to consider there, but I'll make an official pick on Twitter on that one later in the day. And then a doubleheader in Boston. Orioles at the Red Sox in game one. I'm projecting Jordan Lyles versus Nathan Eovaldi in game two. Got a couple of pitchers that no one's ever heard of. No lines on these as we don't have the right pitchers in the right spots just yet to know what the numbers should be. If those need to be adjusted, I will update that in the sheet. I will tweet out a pick for these as well. Some chances of rain in this one, almost like in between games, almost like at the end of the first game and the start of the second game is kind of what it looks like. Uh, wind's blowing out all day, though. Uh, earlier in the day, it'll be more in the 10 to 15 mile an hour range. For game two, more in the 5 to 10 mile an hour range. Nice day in Boston in the 70s, closing in the low 60s. So again, I'll tweet out a pick on those once we get more numbers, and I'll give my reasoning. So we can check out that Twitter account. That's Again, that's at Professor Sides. Recap my Apex. Got three of them for you right now. Brewers minus 103 at the Cardinals. Rockies plus 105 in game two at the Nationals. And the White Sox minus 137 at home against the Cubs. And that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Picks with the Professor. Remember to check out that Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see y'all Monday. It's Memorial Day, and we'll have an episode then. Tomorrow, again, I'll post the model output, make some picks, check out the Google Sheet, check out Twitter for that. Best of luck this weekend, and until Monday, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.